been talking all this week about our sermon today. Oliver came to me early on in the week, and I had our text all set in my heart. We're going to study Mark 9 this morning, and Oliver's going to read from it. Uh, but it's a story about a father and a son, and Oliver didn't know what I was up to, but Oliver said, Dad, I'd like to preach a sermon this week. And I was like, all right, well, I think that that will work. Our story today is about a father and son, and he's ready to push me off the stage because he's ready to go. Let me just make sure your mic is working good, okay? Go. This is a weird mic. I'm sorry. You got to talk loud. That's good. Okay. Um, turn to Mark. 14 through 28. Jesus heals a boy possessed by an impure spirit. When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them, and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing about? What are you arguing with them about, he asked. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I, I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the, fathers, the boy's father, how long has the boy been like this? From childhood, he answered, it has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on, the, on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You... You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, why couldn't we drive it out? He replied this kind could come out only in prayer. Mark 23 says, Everything is possible for one who believes. And we, need, we can't doubt him, and we have to believe in him instead. So we should pray. Turn to 1 Thessalonians 4, 13-14. Believers who have died. We do not want you to be un uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. 
trials and temptations, James 1, 2 through 8. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any, any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to you, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should, should not accept to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. We have to believe in Jesus because he has a plan for us. The plan is a new heaven and earth. It's also trust and faith that you need to keep believing in him. It's like Peter when he was walking on water. He had faith, but it started to fade away because of the storm. So we have to try our best to believe in him and having trust. The people who we care about that's going through this very difficult time is to trust and believe in him because he is stronger than everyone and he loves you very much. God loves you very much and he has a plan for you. Romans 10, 9 through 10. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved for it. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and a seed. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for telling us that we need to believe in you. We need to believe in you because we can't doubt you. We have to believe in you because we need to pray. We need to pray because there's people in in the world that's sick, people in the world that's hurting. We need, we need a new heaven and earth now. We want to trust and have faith in you, and we, and we, don't, want to, we don't want to fall in the ocean like Peter. We hope, we hope that you could come here soon. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it. Bye. Oliver, that was awesome. And Oliver put that together all on his own. I gave a few pointers, but he, uh, he stuck with it and he put it together. And really, um, I know I have dad goggles on, but I think that was the best sermon ever. So thank you, Oliver. That was really good. The story of our text this morning in, Matt, or in Mark chapter 9 uh, tells a story of, of a dad a dad who is out of sorts. He's tried everything he possibly can to help his son. And from the very beginning, from childhood, his son has had this spirit within him, this evil spirit that convulses him and has tried to bring all sorts of harm and even trying to kill him. And so, when he goes to the disciples, I think he comes to him as a desperate father trying to do all that he can for his son. And when the disciples come up short, it is this sort of uh, breaking of the heart of this man, this knife into the chest that says, if the disciples can't do it, we've seen all of these miraculous things. 
I have heard all of these stories and you're telling me these guys who are close to this man, Jesus, they can't do it. Why, what hope do I have? And there is this phrase that uh, has really resonated throughout the centuries. And he says to Jesus, I believe, but help me in my unbelief. And I think that this man comes to Jesus as a father looking to help his son. And he's the only thing he has left to believe in is hope. He's clinging on to this one last breath of desperation. All that he has left to believe in is hope. And he says, I, I believe in this, this one thing, that you can do something. I am holding on to it, but please just help me in my unbelief. Restore me. Fill, fill those cracks that have broken of my desperation and my heartache and my sadness. Help me in my unbelief. My dad is a great guy, and I love him so much. And... I hope that he's watching so he increases my inheritance. But my dad and I were uh, together in a vehicle and I had all of my family. Please stop, Oliver. You wanna tell the story? All right, Oliver wants to tell the story. Are you ready? All right, is your microphone still on? No. All right, we're on our way on Thanksgiving, heading home. Take it away, Oliver. So we were drive, so we were driving, and um, we were about to turn, and then my dad saw police police lights behind us, um, and Dad was like, "Oh no!" and and my grandpa was telling him what to do. Um, you need to park. You need to on the side of the road. You need to give. You need to give him the license, your license, and. Um, all the stuff you need to do um, when a p police has to pull you over. Um, mom was in, my mom was embarrassed. My grandma was, my grandma was, oh no, my son is getting pulled over by, by a cop. I was mad. Ellie and Audrey were mad too. Um, Dad was embarrassed by his whole family, and um, and then the police comes over. Um, he comes over, he leans over under the window, and my grandpa says, Bob, is that you? And then, and then we, and, well, I never heard him say that, but I was just, I was just mad at my dad the whole time. I heard the story from my dad, so I'm just making it the kid version. All right, well, that's good. Thanks, Oliver. So my dad, he leans over and he recognizes the police officer. He's like, Bob, is that you? And we've laughed about it ever since because my dad basically got me out of a ticket. And, you know, in perfectly good fashion, my father has, you know, let this story go and he's never retold it. You know, he's not keeping, it, uh, keeping track or anything. But anyways, the story is to remind my, or reminds myself that a dad's greatest pleasure is to take care of his kids. That when they can do something to help their kids, it's this greatest feeling. And so my dad, he, yeah, he holds it over me, but it's just to remind him, I think, of there was an instance in which he could help me 
and look out for me. And I just really appreciate that my dad literally knows everybody in Kalkaska, so that was good. Uh, but uh, this story is all about a dad trying to do something for his son. And I think I can speak for any dads that are listening, that are part of it, that it does bring us great joy when we can help our kids. But every single parent I know has had moments in their life where they can't fix something. And that's, you know, that's where we really struggle as parents is when we run into things where we're trying to solve problems that just can't be fixed. I think that our story brings us to this man who can't fix something that's wrong for his son. Our story brings us to a person filled with desperation and heartache and sorrow. How long has it been like this? Jesus asked. From the moment I can remember God. From the moment I can remember from his early childhood. And Jesus heals the boy. And he restores him and he lifts him up. This story gives us all kinds of things. We get, uh, we get a father in desperation. We get a child who is sick and weary and needs help. We get disciples who are wondering, do we have what it takes to follow Jesus? Do we have what it takes? It's been really easy so far, but now they've run into something that it was too hard for them to handle. And we also have the story of Jesus having the power to redeem, the power to save, the power to heal. The story has something for everyone. Whether we come to God in sorrow and sadness and need of help. We have a comforting and guiding word for parents who are at the end of their rope. I don't know if you feel like you've reached desperation in your uh, educating of your children. Maybe you feel like, you know, this math problem uh, is going to drive you crazy. Um, I'm right there with you. But friends, this story has something for everyone, and it's a story for the disciples. And this is the special word and encouragement that I hope you'll hear today as a follower of Jesus. They go to Jesus and they ask him, why couldn't we do this? Why did we fall short? And Jesus says, this is a matter that needs to be handled by prayer. There is so much going on in our world and in our lives. Personally, within our homes, and then on the global scale, it can become all too overwhelming. And we might wonder, what can we do? And I wonder if Jesus doesn't want to just simply remind us that, our, that there are so, some things, so many things, that really only come out through prayer. And so my encouragement to you today, in the midst of all of this stuff, and thank you for listening and being a part of this, and I know that maybe it's less conventional than what we've always done, but it's crazy right now and we can do whatever we want. But the message is very clear and very simple for every Christian who would follow Jesus. There are some things that are so much greater than us that they require a great amount of prayer. And so I encourage you this week, Let's reinvigorate our passion for prayer and taking all of our concerns to God. That there are things in our life that are so much bigger than us. 
but there's nothing so much bigger than our God to take care of them, to heal us, to help us, to lead us, to care for us. Trusting and knowing that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is also the spirit that's alive in us. And Paul tells us there are times that we don't know what to pray, but the spirit prays with us and for us and expresses it to God. And so my one simple encouragement to you, wherever you're at and whatever's going on in your life, whatever's going on with your family, and it's hard to know right now all the things happening, but God wants to hear from you. And there are some things that can't be handled in our own power. Some things can only be handled by Jesus through prayer. And so I encourage you to take it to him. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you for all that you do for us. And as a father so proud of his son, I thank you for Oliver and his words of wisdom to remind us to believe in you, to trust in you, to walk with you. God, I echo his prayer. We ask that you would please come. Make a new heaven and a new earth. God, we, we want you to come and make all things new. And so, God, we lift this prayer to you and we ask for your healing and your help. God, there are things so much bigger than we can handle and understand and the anxiety and the worry and the frustration and all of this that we have going on in our lives. And we simply want to ask you through prayer to heal us, to help us, to lead us to you. God, your scripture reminds us that you are a father who cares deeply for us. And so we come to you in faith and knowing that you hear us and you love us as your own. We praise you for this day. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. I am encouraged by, um, by the scriptures and one in particular that Oliver shared with us. It says that if you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is raised from the dead, you will be saved. There is power in our believing. And maybe you come to the Lord and you wonder if he is strong enough to do all that he says he's going to do. And I simply want to encourage you today that we can all pray together. Father, we believe but help us in our unbelief. Help us to know that we can trust you. Help us to know that these cracks in our heart can be healed by you, that you care deeply for us, that you care deeply for me. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, if you believe in your heart that he's been raised from the dead, you will be saved. Let's sing.